you're just another high school senior. Hanging out with your friends, playing football, going to movies, getting excited for senior prom. But actually, you're a sophomore from the Middle East. But was there ever a better match between a person and a place? You're listening to 2233, a podcast of exchange stories. So we had this like cliff that came out into a lake. All of my friends were like going up there, jumping, and it looked fun. But I was someone who was terrified of heights. Uh, my friends were like, okay, let's jump. And they were like, yeah, we'll jump with you. One, two, three. And I just ran out and jumped. And all of them, I, I remember just looking up and they were all looking down at me and like, oh, he did it. They, they did not think I'm going to do it. So they did not jump. And I was like, no, no, no. I got down. It was amazing. It, it, it was just an amazing feeling to be down in that like really pure water, like in the lake. And uh, I did it like five times after that. I I broke that fear. This week, class of 09. Turns out that Americans actually attend classes and the gift of Martin's Raiders cap. Join us on a journey from the deserts of Jordan to the evergreens of Washington State and volunteering for success. It's 2233. We report what happens in the United States, warts and all. These exchanges shaped who I am. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them. They are people very much like ourselves. And That's what we call cultural exchange. Hi, my name is Ali Makahla. I'm from Urbit, Jordan, and I was uh, placed in 2008-2009 in Washington State on the Youth Exchange and Study Program, KLES Program. Right now, I'm the CEO and founder of 3DU, an educational development uh, startup in Jordan, uh, working on innovative approaches uh, towards preparing individuals to take an effective role in the fourth industrial revolution. So we're trying to perfect the the new educational model for the world, hopefully, starting with Jordan. But yeah, we're, we have high aims, a little bit high aims. <laughs> While I was in school in Jordan, one day the, one of our teachers came in and was like, hey guys, you have this link, go to it and check out this opportunity to go and study in the United States for a year. Pretty much most of the students in my class were like, ah, it's not going to work, nobody's going to get accepted, they're going to take people up up in the, in the rankings or whatever, and I was like, no, just let's apply and see how it goes. And actually, all of us made it to the first level. Then we started uh, going to these exams and these uh, interviews and whatever. My friends were like dropping along the way, not making it to the next stage and whatever. But me and one of my friends from the school, we made it and we actually got to, to be here in the States. And I was in Shelton, Washington, which is nothing like my city in Jordan. Nothing. Like, Jordan is 70% desert, to be honest. Washington State, it's the evergreen state. It's like the 
entire opposite of Jordan. When I started getting more and more into the community and going out with my host family and meeting with their friends and all that, I was like, okay, I am full on a foreigner. Well, this is my first time leaving my comfort zone, getting away from my parents. I was very dependent on them. And when I got here, I, I, was, I was scared. I did not know what was gonna happen. I did not know if, if people would like me or, or whatever. But as the days passed, as the months actually went on, uh, I found myself that, all right, the, the American community is not that different from the Jordanian community or whatever, any other community. We're just people trying to go on our days. And I, I made quite a few friends on like all spectrums in the high school, from the cool kids to the geeks to, to everybody. Thankfully, I used to watch a lot of movies uh, before I came here. And I had picked up a bit of an accent, of an American accent. It helped a lot during the first couple of days. That was interesting, you know, the first couple of uh, months were very interesting. Very scary, but interesting. First day of school. When I got there, I had no idea where I was supposed to go. Uh, in Jordan, we have this system where you have only one classroom. You go into it, you stay there, you're, you're pre-assigned to that classroom. You stay there from 8 to 2, you're just, the teachers come to you. For the first week or so, I had the map of the school with me all the time, like wherever I go. I got lost a couple of times. Uh, uh, teachers were understanding that uh, this is the foreign exchange student. He, just, he does not know anything about the school, just, just let him be late, it does not matter. So when we got, got to our schools, the, we were considered as seniors, even though I was a sophomore, it was amazing, just to, just to get us to live through the, the senior experience in the U.S., you know, going to the class and uh, senior class and experiencing that, you know, class of 09. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. The weird thing is when it came to prom uh, time, like before prom, like a couple of months before, before prom, I found out that my friends uh, in class has nominated me for prom king. I did not make it, but I made it that far. I was extremely, you know, happy about that. I've only been here for like a few months and you're nominating me for prom king. That's pretty cool. I was surprised just sitting there and hearing my name on the announcement. Like Ali Ahmad Makale is one of the nominees. So one assumption I had is that high school year will be a party year. Everybody is just partying all the time, every day. It's like fun. Everybody breaks into music in the middle of you know, and dancing in the middle of the hallways. And that was not the, the reality. Hollywood movies just ruined, like ruined my brain before I got here. So when I got here, I was like, oh, okay, everybody's going to class. <laughs> Another assumption would be that American families, they do not stick together like Arab families per se. 
everybody when they're turning 18, they're just leaving in the home and never speaking again to their parents. And so when I got here, uh, I found out that my host family is living right next door to uh, my host mom's uh, sister. And they would just be around each other all the time, just like in Jordan. Like we're, we're all the time, we're with the, my aunt's house and or their our house. And they will just on weekends hang out together and go to their parents' house. That was really touching just to see that families are the same, you know. There are some good families and some, you know, families that do not have uh, good ties to each other. But th that was that was something that I had a pre-consumption about uh, the U.S. I went on my first away football game to a high school in a, in a city nearby that the movie 10 Things I Hate About You was uh, filmed there. And when I got there, I was like, whoa, this is it. Now I'm in the America that I know about. This is my domain, guys. Keith Ledger was standing there and singing and the car came out that way. And I was like, whoa. And actually on that day, I got injured because I was not focusing a lot on the game. I was just like standing there. I was a defensive lineman and I was standing there just looking everywhere like, God, I'm in a movie. I'm in a movie, finally. My friend Martin, he gave me his ultimate favorite cap, you know, football cap uh, for his like Raiders team. He, he loved them. He gave me that cap and he's like, this is my favorite. This was given to me from my best friend. You can have it. That was, you know, really, it, it touched me. It was like, oh, wow, that's really nice. That's really cool. And when I got to school, and teachers started introducing me. I was approached by a couple of students asking the weirdest questions. And one of them was genuinely asking, do you guys go to school? I was like, yeah, I made it sophomore year just staying at home. He was asking like another question. He asked another question. Do you live in tents and go to school uh, on a camel? I couldn't hold myself. I, I just I just burst into laughter. I, I was like, Really, you think people still, you know, live only in tents and could uh, go to school on camels? Read about the country that the teacher has been telling you about for the past week. They've been telling you that this is Jordan. This is this is Ali from Jordan. They don't even know things about other countries. Like in Jordan, we would watch international news, like about the U.S., uh, about Asia, Africa, Europe all over the world. But I found that students did not care about that here in the US. It was a bit weird to me. But programs like Yes Program, they're pretty much the international news brought to you like live here. Here is your international news. So we would talk to them. We would inform them more about our countries. I loved the experience in like giving more information about Jordan, about the culture of Jordan.
kept emphasizing on the fact that Jordan has been there for thousands and thousands of years. Uh, I would go and tell them about the Nebetine culture and Petra and how they carved an entire city into rocks, how they had like their own irrigation systems that was it was advanced. And I would just go into, into the history, like go all the way back. I would tell them Jordan has been there for thousands of years. It's that area is the cradle of civilizations, like all civilizations came out of that area. One thing that everybody is weirded out with, like they don't they don't feel like it's a true thing when I tell them about is the Jordanian dinar is actually worth more than a dollar. So when I tell them my my parents are sending me like a uh, hundred Jordanian dinars, they're like, well, that gotta be like too little. How much is that? Like twenty dollars or thirty dollars? I'm like, uh-uh, that's a hundred and forty dollars, guys. That's good money. <laughs> For me back then, it was good money. Right now, it's not gonna buy me anything. So I always look at the YES program as the initial spark to everything that I have done since then. It is a turning point in my life. So now when I was on the YES program, I, I learned more about the U.S. culture and U.S. education system, which was fascinating to me. I got to do a lot of volunteering. When I got back to Jordan, I started to pick up on volunteering. There were not that many volunteering opportunities in my city of Urbid. So I volunteered with the US alumni community uh, from uh, Amman. And then when I finished my high school, I started volunteering. There were a couple of organizations that came into Urbid. And with the Syrian crisis and many refugees fluxing into the country, uh, Urbid is right on the Syrian border. So we had a lot of uh, refugees coming in. Hundreds of opportunities came in for volunteering, and I started volunteering all over the place. And I was, I am currently part of the Global Shapers community with the World Economic Forum. Pretty much all of these uh, opportunities and many more, uh, they, they were opened by this program, by YES program. And after that, I started doing my own things. I, I uh, launched an initiative working on environmental protection. Then we turned it into an NGO. Then I started working on my own startup in educational development. And right now we're flourishing. The effects of the YES program and how it uh, changes our lives is amazing. But at the same time, the effect it had on our host communities, on our host families, on our friends back there, on, on the relationship between our countries and the U.S., on the relationship or actually on the conception of our countries that is with the host family, with the host community, and what we had about the U.S. before we came here and we came back. Talking about that to our friends and family back home, that is priceless. It helps shape the world in a way that is a win-win for everybody. I believe it has a major role in de-radicalizing some people that might have gone wrong ways, giving them the direction for their lives, uh, taking them out of areas that are not particularly good for them or healthy for them, and putting them into communities that help them thrive then putting them back into those communities that we came from 
and they start working on developing them right away. There are many examples on that. There are many YES alumni and other programs alumni that have done amazing jobs just developing their communities. That That is a major thing to look at when you look at these programs, especially the YES program. Twenty two thirty three is produced by the Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. My name is Christopher Worst. I'm the director of the Collaboratory. Twenty two thirty three is named for Title twenty two, Chapter thirty three of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. And our stories come from participants of U.S. government funded international exchange programs. This week, Ali Makaleh discussed his experiences as a Youth Exchange and Study, or YES, participant. For more about the YES and other ECA exchange programs, check out eca.state.gov. We also encourage you to subscribe to 2233. You can do so wherever you find your podcasts, and while you're doing it, leave us a nice review. What do you say? And we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at ecacollaboratory at state.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. Photos of each week's interviewee and complete episode transcripts can be found at our webpage at eca.state.gov slash 2233. Special thanks this week to Ali for sharing his stories. I did the interview and edited this segment. Featured music was Necrofago by Dr. Frankenstein and Open Flames and White Filament by Blue Dot Sessions. Music at the top of each episode is Sebastian by How the Night Came, and the end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagir Lius. Until next time.